throughout all of time. Time. Podcasts have always been about something. But this podcast is the one about nothing. Nothing. Recording from his home studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you're listening to The Michael Popinchak Show, Pittsburgh's premier podcast about nothing. Now buckle up, because TMPS starts right now. All right, guys. Well, we just had the uh, the British Grand Prix for Formula One, round 10 of the 2022 season. And it was a very good, interesting, and also horrifying race. So let's just go through it together. So this was Carlos Sainz's first poll in Formula One. And it was not only his first poll, but it was his first victory with Ferrari at Silverstone. Obviously, a huge weekend for Carlos Sainz, who has kind of had a rough season so far. Then the driver of the day was the person standing on the number two spot on the podium, which was Sergio Perez, who started fourth and ended up second. Uh, Red Bull kind of had a rough race, uh, and he was driver of the day, I think, because he was able to fight back and get on that podium. And because of the woes of uh, Max Verstappen, who had some floor damage, which really just hampered his uh, uh, performance and downforce and Leclerc finishing the race on old tires because of those woes from Ferrari and Red Bull. Hamilton was actually uh, able to get third place on the podium for his home GP, which is really fantastic. And they were followed by Leclerc, um, like I said, who had the tire issues, Alonso. And um, uh, Alonso finishing this race means that he has overtaken... um, uh, uh, Kimi Raikkonen, and now uh, Fernando Alonso has the most miles raced in an F1 car of anyone on the planet. And then Norris for Stappen, Schumacher, Mick Schumacher gets his first points in F1 ever with an eighth place finish. He gets four points, very exciting for him. Fettel, and then Magnussen. Now, let's talk about the race start. The race started like this. You had Sainz on pole on medium tires, and then you had Verstappen uh, on the front row in second uh, on soft tires. And lights out, away we go. Max easily and quickly overtakes uh, Sergio Perez for the race lead. However, the session was red flagged and stopped because of a huge crash that involved Guan Yu Zhou. Let me tell you about this crash. It was one of the craziest things I have ever seen and involved multiple drivers and I'm just going to look I'm just going to read this right off the F, uh, F1 app just so we get all all the play-by-play right here so the replay showed right at the beginning of the race they didn't even finish a full lap Gasly was sandwiched between Russell and Joe and tagged the inside of Russell's car sending the Mercedes driver into the Alfa Romeo which flipped the Alfa Romeo at high speed onto the halo. Okay, it flipped it upside down. Upside down, sparks flying on its halo. This Guan Yu Zhou's Alfa Romeo just at high speed skids across the gravel and then flips over the barrier and gets sandwiched between the barrier and the fence. And you watch this and you're like, oh, how, how... How is, not only how is that crash physically possible, 
because they don't look like they're going that fast. But you know, they're F1 cars, so they are. And but even when the even when the tires touch like that, for it to flip a car over, shoot it across the gravel, and then not just hit the barrier, flip over the barrier, and get sandwiched between the fence and the barrier. Unbelievable. The fact that Guan Yu Zhou is now posting on Instagram is unreal. Also, Alex, so you had Gasly involved, um, Russell involved, Zhou involved, Alex Albon, Fettel and Ocon. They were involved in a separate incident at the start. Um, there was just a lot of kind of chaos at the start of the race. It was obviously red flagged. Now, an interesting thing that came out of this is, is Russell actually climbed out of his car Okay, and then, but he he got back in his car, and and he wanted to get the car back to the pit because under red flag, usually the cars come into the pit. You're allowed to work on them, change the tires, you know, change like for like parts if you need to. You know, obviously Fettel finished the race, so he was involved in an incident. You know, but maybe he just needed a new front wing. I don't remember exactly. You know, so some new tires. Maybe there's a puncture. This is all kind of thing. But you have to get the car to the paddock, back to the pit under its own power and long story short even while arguing or you know you know kind of like in baseball where you know where the man, where the manager comes out and argues with the umpire he's talking to the FIA trying to say hey you know I can get the car back under its own power but once it gets on the on the trailer to go back to the paddock that's it, it you're you're out of the race so who knows maybe George Russell like Lewis Hamilton could have been up there in the points take advantage of the woes of Verstappen and Ferrari ending on, um, or, or Leclerc's car ending on old tires and just not able to keep up uh, for the podium position. Maybe maybe Russell would have been up there with them as well, but unfortunately, Russell DNF'd. So uh, Gasly DNF'd, Russell DNF'd, obviously Joe, um, Albon, uh, Botas later, and then actually we'll jump right to Ocon, uh, right to Ocon's DNF, which I believe was like lap 39, because, you know, the rest of the race, you know, you had some this, that, and the other, but really what decided this race was the, um, you know, Ocon is right on the back of Verstappen for P8. You know, Verstappen at this point was just, his, he had floor damage. He just wasn't able to keep up. His downforce and all that just wasn't able to keep up. And however, uh, let's see, yep, safety car, lap 39, Ocon's um, Alpine, uh, just pulls over um, on uh, the side of the road, now under the safety car. Sainz and Hamilton um, have just come into the pit and for the soft tires, and Leclerc has stayed out in the lead. This right here, lap 40, this is really, under the safety car, Sainz and Hamilton pitting is really what decided this race, and Leclerc not pitting is also very important. Basically, what happened at the end here after the safety car came in and the race uh, was back underway, um, Sainz easily took, um, uh, overtook Leclerc for the lead, got ahead, and as long as Sainz didn't do something stupid or have, you know, um, a uh, issue with his car, he was going to be a clear winner, but Leclerc's tires just weren't having it. This is when Perez started to come on the attack. This is where Hamilton started coming on the attack, trading, trading overtakes, trading um, uh, DRS zones, all of that good stuff. At one point, you know, uh, Perez and Leclerc are fighting, and then Hamilton overtakes them, and then Leclerc overtakes Hamilton again, and Perez, and Perez comes. I mean, it was a phenomenal, you know, this, it was some real racing, you know, because basically we had a 10-lap sprint race now. People had new tires, soft tires, 
And it was it was basically a sprint race, and Sainz was the winner of that sprint race. Earlier in the race, after the red flag, oh, another another interesting thing about that that a red flag that I don't think I mentioned is so like I said right in the beginning, Max was easily um, on the soft tires, e- easily overtook Sainz at the first start, but they didn't finish a full lap. So during like the hour long that we were in a red flag, they were wondering how they were going to restart the race because they didn't really even finish the first sector. So when they did the restart, when they went, did a full new restart, a formation lap, back to the grid, five lights out and away we go, they actually put Science back on pole. So they, they redid, so obviously you had only 17 cars on the grid now because of the DNFs. They kind of positioned everywhere, you know, I'm everyone, uh, how they were at the beginning. And then, but this time Max was on medium tires, on the yellow wall tires, not on the soft. Most likely because, you know, the strategy, they just switched up their strategy. The uh, grid has been, you know, uh, affected by the by the DNFs, by the crash. And he wasn't able to, you know, get back out there. Uh, it uh, had a science like he was on the first uh, start. So science did, you know, take the lead. But there were some battles there in the beginning, some real, you know, wheel-to-wheel driving uh, uh, for position there, and it kind of screwed up Max's car a bit. But during, you know, after the restart, um, Sainz was out front, and Leclerc got ahead of uh, Verstappen, and, you know, they were like, Sainz, you need to do a certain lap time, and he just wasn't delivering that certain lap time, and Leclerc was getting frustrated. And the guys who were doing the the uh, commentary were like, you know, this is a mess up by Ferrari. Ferrari should be letting letting Leclerc through, and you know they 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 kind of thought that you know Ferrari had some, you know some uh, some kind of strategy me- uh, mess ups here, even though they did well and won the race. You know, maybe under different circumstances, if they would have allowed Leclerc through earlier, maybe they were you know given signs. Hey, he was the guy on pole, so. At the end of the day, Sainz was on pole. And, you know, he was kind of the number one driver of that day. If you if you want to think about it that way, whichever, you know, if you're if your driver's on pole and and your other driver isn't, you know, hey, they're the one who got on pole. It's their it's their it's their race to lose. Let's let's put it that way. So Sainz is out there. Like, like you gotta do a certain lap time. And the Claire's behind him, like, people, listen, I'm faster. And they're like, let's give, you know, maybe they were giving science a chance. Like science, you, you, in the next few laps, you got to give us a certain lap time. And he wasn't doing it. So they let Le- Leclerc through. But by the time that this uh, safety car happens with Ocon, so you have Ocon, you know, he, he DNFs, safety car comes out, science and Hamilton pit, and then boom. We have this great race, this great sprint race right to the end. Sainz pulls ahead. Uh, Perez gets up to second. Hamilton, like I said, took advantage of the woes of Leclerc and Verstappen. And, you know, the thing about Mercedes is, you know, they're not the team that we've known for the past several years. But uh, when something happens to Ferrari or Red Bull, Hamilton and, and Russell tend to put themselves in a good position to take advantage of those woes and that's what you have to do i mean that's you know that's what that's what makes makes you great you know you might be in fifth you know having a maybe a nice sleepy race but leclerc his tires aren't you know they're old and and dropping off verstappen had floor damage i believe it was that messed with his downforce and his grip 
And then all of a sudden, you're on the podium. And that's what you got to do. You know, drivers do that. Norris does that. You know, I think Alonzo's been trying to do that. You know, putting that, obviously, Russell and uh, Hamilton, you got to put yourself in a position, position to win, to take advantage of opportunities when they're there, even if it's at the, you know, uh, you know, at the sake of another team, but Hey, that's, that's what, that's what sports are. So that's how it is. So, you know, science, um, you know, I, I'm a big Red Bull fan. Obviously I want Max to win every race, but you know, you have, uh, you have Carlos Sainz first pole, first victory with Ferrari at Silverstone. I mean, could he ask for anything more? Uh, maybe to have Leclerc on the podium with him. Maybe that would have been maybe a little, a bit of a cherry, uh, on top, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a big Carlos Sainz fan or a Ferrari fan, but I got to say, if I was an F1 driver and I was racing for Ferrari and I won at Silverstone, like, you know, the OG circuit, that would be pretty, pretty special. And uh, I'm not a Hamilton fan, but uh, but I got to say, getting on the podium for your home race, that's also pretty special. And good on to my buddy Sergio Perez with my team Red Bull uh, for getting on the podium as well, getting driver of the day. And, ooh, who got the fastest lap? Who got the fastest lap goes to uh, Lewis Hamilton, uh, 130.510, got the fastest lap. So let's look at the standings now for Formula One. Let's let's look at the standings. Uh, Max Verstappen still leads in the uh, Drivers' Championship with 181 points followed by Perez, who has 147. So Max still has a, a bit of a commanding lead there. Leclerc, uh, 138. Sainz, 127. George Russell, 111. Lewis Hamilton, 93. Norris, 58. Botas, 46. Ocon, 39. Alonso, 28. Uh, Gasly, 16. Magnussen, 16. Fettel, 15. Ricardo, 15. Sonoda, 11. Guan Yu Zhou, 5 points. Mick Schumacher with his first points ever in Formula 1 with 4 points. And then Albon, three, Stroll, three, Latifi, zero, and then Hulkenberg uh, was in for Fettel earlier in the season. I think for the first two races, he has zero. Latifi started in 10th. This could have been Latifi's moment in the sun. I think he finished 12th or something. He started in the points. I think we got to get Latifi off the grid, get some young guy in there, some guy from Formula 2 or, or whatever, one of the reserve guys for Williams. Get a young, hungry guy in there because Latifi starts in the points and just can't hold on. He can't hold on after how many DNFs? One, two, three, four, five, six DNFs. Still couldn't get in, um, into the points. There you have Mick Schumacher, first points of his career. Come on, Latifi. Williams, you got to make a decision here. I think you got to put in someone else. I'm sure Latifi is a nice guy, but I think you really got to put in someone else. All right, Constructor, Red Bull, commanding lead with 328 points. Ferrari, 265. Mercedes, 204. McLaren, 73. Alpine, 67. Alfa Romeo, 51. Alfa Tori, 27. Haas, 20. Aston Martin, 18. And Williams with their lonely three points at the bottom. I'm a huge fan of Williams. Uh, you know, they're owned by an American in, uh, investment firm now. And, uh, um, I, you know, they're such an historic team. And you just, you just love to see Williams winning again. And I'm hoping they're able to get there someday. I am really hoping they're able to get there someday. But, you know, I love Red Bull. And uh, we're holding strong in the Drivers' Championship and the Constructors' Championship, which I love to see. But it's only round 10. I have, I believe, 22. 22 rounds. So 
We're not even halfway. So there's a lot of racing to go. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, I love talking about Formula One, doing these little race race reviews. It was a great race. Like I said, though, it was horrifying with that big crash. But at the end of the day, the driver's okay. Albon's okay. Joe's okay. You know, it's incredible how horrifying it looks. Like when Roman Grosjean was on fire in Bahrain, They're, it, these cars are safe. You know, I can't believe right at the start of the race, there's no refueling in Formula One. So you start with all the fuel, uh, a, a full tank, basically, let's just say. You start with a full tank because there's no uh, uh, refueling. The fact that his car, when it flipped over that barrier, did not explode. I mean, a miracle because he was upside down wedged. I, I really, I, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but I just don't know if he would have survived. And I believe he's the first full-time Chinese um, F1 driver. So that would have been really, you know, he's a pioneer for his country in the sport. So that would have been really sad to uh, to see. But um, the cars are safe. They, you know, you see these horrible crashes, like Mick Schumacher, his car he crashes, his car breaks in half, and he gets out and walks away. Oh, he he hit the wall at 33 Gs. Shouldn't his brain be like mush? 33 Gs? What are you talking about? But they somehow get up and they walk away. So I watch F1 on the F1 TV app. It's like 90 bucks, 80 bucks or 90 bucks a year. What a bargain. Guys, you can watch races from the 80s, from the 90s, I think even from the 70s. Sometimes not the full race, they're like a race, like a review, just like a half an hour, like highlight reel, like of the race. I mean, if you want to watch Senna race or, Mick, or Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher's dad race, you know, legendary drivers, you can watch them on the F1 TV app. I can watch practices. Uh, and anytime I won, I didn't watch the British uh, GP live. I slept in because I'm in the United States. And I watched it at my leisure. I can watch the practices. I can watch qualifying. I can watch the world feed. I can watch the F1 TV feed. I can watch an entire race just from Max Verstappen's car and hear all the radio between him and the pit wall. It, it, that's how I think, you know, you if you're a big F1 fan, that's how you, you should be watching. It gives you full access to all kind of F1 content. And it's totally fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Michael Papinchak Show. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Please go to tmpspodcast.com. From there, you'll find links to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. See you next time.